with me in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 8. That's on page 532 of the Blue Pew Bible underneath the seat in front of you. And this morning, we're going to be going sequentially through Proverbs chapter 8. So please take out your Bibles and keep them open as we work through this. This Sunday is the third Sunday of Advent. And we have been seeking this fall to know wisdom and to have wisdom expressed in our lives. And here this morning, we look at the advent of wisdom as it calls to us. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would open our hearts, our eyes, our ears to the truth of your word. And Father, here this morning, we have set apart this time to know you more and to learn from you. And Father, we confess that we cannot do that in our own strength or in our own power, but we need your Holy Spirit to supernaturally work, to open our ears and our hearts and to work through these words, that you would be honored and glorified and that we might know you more. And Lord, we ask that you would do that here this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. There is nothing about having an IQ of 176 that means that you have good judgment. In 2006, the world-famous geneticist William French Anderson was convicted on child molestation charges. In the press conference immediately after his conviction, his attorney said in the press conference, there is nothing about having an IQ of 176 that means that you have good judgment. And so here we turn to wisdom. And wisdom is not intelligence. Wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is not growing in information. Wisdom is skill in the art of godly living. And wisdom is calling to you. Indeed, yes, there are many different voices that are calling to you. There are the voices of your own drive and your own initiative calling to you. There are good voices. There are evil voices that are calling to you. There's the voices on television and the voices of news. There are the voices of politicians. There are the voices of different people enticing you to go in differing, differing directions. And yes, it is a world of competing voices. And it is in the midst of those competing voices that wisdom is shouting out and calling to you. And calling to you, for it is not silent. Indeed, it is not only wisdom that is calling to you but it is something that is much more. Listen. Listen to wisdom. Let's turn to Proverbs 8 and hear how wisdom calls us. For wisdom calls to you. Verse 1. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? Does not the chaos and the confusion and the despair and the uncertainty of life call out for wisdom? Does not Wisdom call out in the midst of these things, shouting out, yearning for someone to hear it and to follow it. For wisdom calls to you, and it calls to you wherever you are. Verse 2 to 3, on the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she, wisdom, takes her stand beside the gates in front of the town, that is where commerce is traded. At the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud, wisdom calls to you wherever you are. It calls to you in the ordinary and mundane of life. It calls to you in the shopping centers and in the daily exchanges of life, not just on Sunday, but every day and in every moment. It is not hidden. It is not cloistered. It is not bound up in libraries. It is not silent. But wisdom is calling to you, and yes, it is calling to each and every one of you, verses 4 through 5. 
To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. That the call is to each and every one. It calls, the call is available to all, to the simple, to the full, to the powerful. Wisdom is calling to you. And the reason why it calls to you is because wisdom, not, because wisdom would guide you. Verses 6 through 13 of Proverbs chapter 8. Hear, for I, wisdom, will speak noble things. And from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge instead of, rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. It is wisdom that would guide you, would guide you in the skill and the art of godly living. Wisdom is true. Wisdom is right. It is wholly trustworthy. Wisdom never fails. It never deceives you. It never leads you astray, and therefore it is better than gold, and it is better than silver, and it is better than money, and it is better than all that you would desire is to have wisdom, for wisdom would guide you. Not only would it guide you, but wisdom would guide you so that wisdom also would bless you. Hear this blessing upon leaders. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength by me, that is, by wisdom. Kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield and choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the path of justice granting an inheritance to those who love me, filling their treasures, treasuries. You see, wisdom would bless you, for it is wisdom that establishes you, and it is wisdom that establishes excellent leaders. For wisdom discerns intentions. Wisdom acts justly. Wisdom is practical. It is beneficial. It is beautiful and enjoyable. And wisdom blesses, and when it blesses people in authority, it blesses them not for personal advantage, but for the exercise of justice. And when wisdom blesses with riches, it is not for selfish gain, but for the exercise of righteousness. Indeed, wisdom is the secret to success, for wisdom would bless you. And so not only is wisdom calling to you, not only does wisdom, would wisdom guide you, not only would wisdom bless you, but wisdom is inviting you into the joy of life. Hear these words from Proverbs 8. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up. At the first, before the beginning of the earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs, 
abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I, wisdom, was brought forth, before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, whiz I, wisdom, was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I, wisdom, was beside him like a master workman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his, in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And wisdom invites you into the joy of life. Why? Because wisdom is what made life. Wisdom is what made the world. It is primary and elemental. It is both older than the universe, and it is fundamental to it. There is not a speck of matter nor a trace of order that came into existence but by wisdom. For wisdom is the inner logic of everything. Wisdom is how everything started. It is how everything works. It is how everything holds together. Wisdom indeed, as Kidner writes, the wisdom by which the world is rightly used is none other than the wisdom by which it exists. For wisdom is what created the world. As one scholar writes, that when everything was a mess, when the world was chaotic, when the world was without form and void, God considered wisdom indispensable. That God has made and done nothing without wisdom. How about you? How about your life? How about your chaos? And how about your mess? If this was indispensable for God, how much more so for us? And wisdom is inviting you into joy, for it is the source and the warp and woof of everything. That, and it is inviting you that you would participate in the source of joy, which is wisdom. For wisdom invites you into the joy of life. Hear it again at the end of this reading. I was daily his delight, that is wisdom, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. That joy breaks out whenever God's wisdom is exercised. Joy erupts whenever wisdom is practiced. And wisdom invites you into the joy of life, into the joy of creation, into the joy of the created order, into the joy of the children of man of whom God had created and who he himself delights in. Do you hear wisdom calling to you, calling to you that it would bless you, Wisdom calling to you that it would guide you. Wisdom calling to you that it would invite you into the joy of life. Listen. Can you hear it calling to you? But Proverbs chapter 8, as it is written, is written as the personification of wisdom. Yet Proverbs chapter 8 is not about the abstract concept of wisdom so that we might be better people. It is not about getting smarter and getting more knowledge. No, Proverbs 8 is about Jesus Christ. And Proverbs 8 looks forward to Jesus Christ and is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
Proverbs 8 is not Jesus speaking, but it is Jesus who, full, who fulfills all that, is, all that is described here in Proverbs chapter 8. That Jesus Christ was, there was a forerunner, and the forerunner of Jesus Christ was wisdom pointing forward to the one who would come, who would be wisdom himself. And the New Testament authors pick up on this theme again and again, that Jesus is the wisdom of God, that the wisdom that you seek in your life is not an abstract betterment, but the wisdom that you seek is Jesus himself. Hear how the advent of wisdom is Jesus. Hear how the coming of wisdom is Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You see, it was wisdom that was before the world. It is Jesus Christ who was before the world as the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That wisdom is among us in Jesus Christ. And the preeminence of Jesus in his wisdom, the superiority of the wisdom of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of wisdom in him, Jesus himself declares his own preeminence. Reflecting on Solomon, who wrote many, most of Proverbs, and how the kings and queens of the earth came to visit him and fawned over his wisdom, including the queen of the south. And Jesus declared that the queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. For what is greater than Solomon? It is Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. And so what this means is that all that we have seen in Proverbs chapter 8 here this morning is now fulfilled and manifested and completed in Jesus Christ. What that means is that it is not simply wisdom who calls to you, but it is Jesus who calls you. For Jesus declares, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. It is Jesus who is calling to you. It is Jesus who is knocking on the door of your heart. It is Jesus who is pursuing you in the chaos and the confusion and the uncertainty of life. And yes, also, it is Jesus who is calling to you in the success, in the prosperity, and in the comforts of life that he is calling you. And he calls to you wherever you are. He moves towards you. He seeks you. He doesn't wait for you. He is not cloistered. He is not silent. He is not hidden. He is not contained in the church, but he calls to you where life happens. He calls to you where competition for your heart is fiercest, and he is calling to each and every one of you. He is calling to you who are seeking him. He is calling to you who have been fools and have made many, many, many mistakes. He is calling to you who are simple and you feel like you don't understand very much it is jesus who is calling to you right now and he is calling to you because it is not wisdom that would bless and guide you it is jesus 
who would guide you. For Jesus himself says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That Jesus is true. He is right. He is wholly trustworthy. He will never fail you and never deceive you and never lead you astray. And Jesus not only guides you, but also empowers you in the skill and in the art of godly living. It is Jesus who is better than gold and silver, and Jesus who is better than money, that all that you desire cannot and does not compare with knowing Jesus. Have you put your trust in him? Have you put your trust in Jesus instead of in your own wisdom? Instead of in your own success and trying to make life work on your own terms? As opposed to seeking out more knowledge and more information and more schooling, it is Jesus that you need, for it is Jesus who would guide you. So too, it is not simply wisdom that calls to you. It is not simply wisdom that would guide you. It is not simply wisdom that would bless you, but it is Jesus. Jesus who calls, who guides, and it is Jesus who would bless you. For it is Jesus who establishes your foot. It is Jesus who establishes excellent leaders. For it is by him and by his word alone that kings rule and nobles are just. And it is at the name of Jesus that every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is Jesus who would bless you. For he is the secret to success. For he alone knows people's hearts. He alone knows how to turn aggressive and deceptive and manipulative people into beautiful, selfless, and enjoyable people who love God. It is Jesus who would bless you. And so, too, it is not simply wisdom, but it is Jesus who invites you into the joy of life. For it is Jesus who made the world. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation, for by him, Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him, and all things were created for him. And he is, the, he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything, that he might be pre- preeminent. You see, the agent of creation was not the abstraction of wisdom, but the agent of creation was the eternal Son of God, eternal, the eternal Word, his eternal power, eternal wisdom was the one, Jesus Christ, who made this world. What that means for us is that the wisdom of Jesus, rather, Jesus Christ is the one and only true necessity of your life. That Jesus is both older than the universe and fundamental to it. That there is not a speck of matter nor a trace of order that came into existence but by Jesus. Jesus is how everything started. Jesus is how everything works. Jesus is how everything holds together. And it is Jesus who invites you into the joy of life and the wisdom of this world. It is Jesus who invites you into the joy that comes through him as he declares, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You see, joy, 
erupts in Jesus Christ. Joy breaks out in Jesus Christ. And you are invited to know Jesus Christ. You are invited to to him, to the source of wisdom, to the one who is wisdom. For Jesus is the wisdom of God. And he calls you. And he would guide you. And he would bless you. And he invites you and invites us into his joy. So as Jesus is calling out, what do we do? What do we do? And we hear his words at the end of Proverbs chapter 8. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself, and all who hate me love death. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Do you hear the call? As Jesus is calling to you, the call for each one of us is that you would find wisdom, that you would find Jesus, that you would listen for wisdom, that you would listen for Jesus Christ, that you would embrace wisdom with your life, that you would embrace Jesus Christ with your life. And so over these next several days, as you find your way to family members, as you find your way to meals with friends, as you find presents under the Christmas tree, find wisdom, find Jesus, because he is calling to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, and Lord, we ask that you would open clogged ears, that you would remove callousness from hard hearts, Lord, that you would remove the scales from blind eyes, for you are calling, you are seeking, you are pursuing, you are drawing your people to yourselves. Lord, would you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to understand, Lord, would you send your spirit into our hearts? Would you set a flame, a passion within us to know you, to yearn for you, to seek you, to love you? Father, would you create an unquenchable fire in our souls, an unquenchable thirst to know Jesus more? And Lord, we come before you and we rejoice and are confident in your promise that says that those who seek me will find me. Lord, would you call us? Would you let us hear? Would you empower us to hear that we would find you this Christmas? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.